0: going through scripture, thinking about our faith, and preparing ourselves for the day. Stick around. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this edition of Stress to the Nines. You can follow us online on Facebook and watch us each day there, or you can follow us on the One Pres Pod, the First Presbyterian Podcast where you will find archived versions of Stress to the Nines, sermons, Sunday school classes, and other content from First Presbyterian Church. Thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, peace. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Stress to the Nines. It is Thursday. It is January the 14th, my calendar tells me. So, I will choose to believe it. We are continuing through Paul's letter to the Galatians. Uh, We are in chapter 2. We're going to split this passage again into two parts. So, we'll cover it today and tomorrow. We're going to read verses 15 to 21 of chapter 2 over the next two days. It gets a little thick here as Paul gets into the nuances of the doctrine of justification. And so, I'm going to read kind of slowly and just kind of take it bit by bit, and we'll see where we land, but I encourage you today and tomorrow to read this passage a couple of times if you're interested in it. Reading through it slowly and carefully uh, will help you begin to get some of the ideas that Paul is trying to establish. Remember, all of this conversation happens in the context of the Jewish-Gentile debate within Christianity. In order to be Christian, do you have to practice the law as Jews do, or Something else. This is the something else. So let's listen to verses 15 through 17 of chapter 2 of Paul's letter to the Galatians. We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is justified not by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. And we have come to believe in, in Christ Jesus so that we might be justified by faith in Christ And not by doing the works of the law, because no one will be justified by the works of the law. But if, in our effort to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have been found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. Okay, pause button. We're going to stop there. That's the word of the Lord to us for today, even though it's incomplete. I want to just spend a moment on the idea of justification. Justification was a Roman legal concept that Paul is appropriating here. I know this sounds really Sunday schoolish, and maybe you tune in for just a dash of inspiration, but I'm going to get to that in a second. In order to do so, though, you need to understand what justification was. It was basically a legal term that meant acquittal. So this is not to say that we as Christians don't sin. In fact, we do sin. What it means is that through faith— our sins are forgiven in Jesus Christ. That is the acquittal. It means that those are kind of blotted out. There's lots of different imagery for that. But the bottom line is, it is our faith in Jesus Christ which brings us to justification, not our ability to obey the law. The law, as Paul will lay out clearly in Romans, is a cold bedfellow. It actually leads us away from the faith in Jesus Christ, which he proclaims. And so doesn't mean that we can justify ourselves. So that's how things manifest themselves in this conversation about justification. I had a phone call coming in, I'm sorry. Um, How these things manifest themselves in the conversation about justification. For you, the important thing is to understand the relationship between faith and justification, faith and salvation. How do we get to the point, and this always hangs me up. So it's like, okay, we don't follow the law, but we have to have faith. How is that not a work? Well, faith is something that we don't really do. It's more that some, more like something that just manifests itself. It's, an, it's the acknowledging of a reality. It is not the creation of that reality. If we think that we are saved through our obedience to the law, then in fact we are creating our own reality salvation through faith though comes by simply naming a reality we're very passive in this action of faith all of us know that our faith over the course of our lives will wax and wane we will have times where we have strong deep and and vibrant faith and we'll have times where our faith seems to recede sometimes even to go away no matter what through those trials through those ups and downs it is the presence of faith the wrestling with faith Uh, the dark nights of the soul, these are all manifestations of a reality that comes to us through the ages from Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. So that's what Paul is moving us towards, an understanding of Christianity as a process of faith, not a job for us to do. So we'll leave it here for today. We'll finish this passage tomorrow. I do encourage you to read it uh, a couple times if you have the interest. Let's pray. Holy God, on this day, we pray for your presence in our souls and in our lives. We pray that you would be at work in our nation, bringing peace and bringing healing, helping us to set aside our anger and our rage, and helping us to love one another selflessly and abundantly. We thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for the faith you've given us. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Uh, one bit of housekeeping, uh, Tasha and I will be on a brief vacation uh, Monday through Wednesday next week, so there will be no morning stress to the nines. Tasha is still debating whether or not she will produce those on vacation. We will see. But for, the, for my end, uh, I will see you tomorrow, and then I won't see you again until next Thursday. So until then, peace.